This week, I hosted my workshop, the Clear Your Constipation Workshop, on Monday and Tuesday. It's done now, as of this recording, but I wanted to share with y'all a clip of a Q&A call I had with my VIP workshop attendees on Tuesday. In this call, I answered any questions our workshop attendees wanted to ask me. They ended up asking a lot of interesting questions, so I wanted to share it with you guys here on the podcast. I'm calling this episode a sneak peek inside the Better Belly Blueprint because while it's actually a call with my VIP workshop attendees, this call honestly feels a lot more like one of my group coaching Q&A calls that I have in my course and group coaching program every other week. The questions we cover inside this episode are, is there ever a time you don't recommend treating H. pylori? What labs should I order for migraines, constipation, and acid reflux? Why are my liver enzymes high, and is there anything I can do about it? What is the difference between the MRT and Zoomer food sensitivity tests? What does it mean when a food sensitivity test says I'm sensitive to a food, but I don't notice feeling bad when I eat that food? If I go through a detox and get a headache as I detox, can I take medication for that headache? And can I stop doing some of my detox methods while on vacation? We did all of these questions in less than 17 minutes. Woohoo! You don't need a lot of time to get massive breakthrough and clarity in your health. And I hope this call proves it to you. If you're ready to finally find the source of not only your bloating and constipation, but also headaches, migraines, acne, eczema, UTI, sinusitis, fibromyalgia, and more, listen to this episode. But also, join my course and group coaching program, The Better Belly Blueprint. In this course, I teach you how to end bloating and constipation for good through functional lab testing, a customized health plan that I teach you how to build yourself, rad science, and daily support through our members-only Facebook group and bi-weekly group coaching call. If you're listening to this podcast wanting to find the secret to ending your bloating and constipation... If you want to stop wasting money on constipation remedies that don't work, just go to betterbellytherapies.com slash blueprint or click the links in the show notes. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hey friend, welcome to the Better Belly Podcast. Do you want freedom from bloating and constipation? Do you find yourself up late at night Googling natural constipation remedies, causes for bloating, or recipes and exercises to help constipation? Are you frustrated with the mind game of trying to figure out what foods are helping or hurting your gut? Hey, I'm Allison, mom, wife, and functional gut health practitioner. At a young age, bloating and constipation were my constants. I didn't know what to do and wished I could just live a normal life focusing on my passions, my job, and my family. I was tired of abdominal pain that woke me up at night and wasting time and money on gut health remedies that just didn't work breakthrough moment, the functional medicine and osteopathic approach to gut health. In this podcast, you will find natural remedies for bloating and constipation, practical, doable belly exercises and massages, and debunked myths about what really is causing your tummy problems. So toss out those laxatives and say goodbye to that embarrassing gas. Your gut health is calling. And just as a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make any changes to your health. And I don't want to monopolize your time, but I did have a question about H. pylori. Is there ever a time that you see H. pylori show up on a GI map and you don't recommend treating it? Because mine was low, but it was there and I didn't treat it. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, in my experience, and now my stomach acid yeah. is you. Like I don't know what my stomach acid was before, but it's bad now. Right, this is not so good now. I always recommend getting doing an H pylori protocol if it shows up on the H on the GI map at all. Um, it's just it's like a functional medicine thing. What we're finding is you take people who don't feel good, and you add H pylori in. It's not helping you. The reason why H pylori can have like little results um, is there is like research where. The, the main research it's based on is like, we've done some like large population study. We like America's done some large population studies and just taken people and tested if they have H. pylori and they have all these people who are more or less asymptomatic that have it. So then they said it's only a problem at a certain level, but that's not necessarily fair to the fact that maybe not everyone responds to H. pylori the same way. Or what if there's H. pylori and mold? Is it possible that the H. pylori is a problem? And if what if you want to up your stomach acid, but that might actually make H. pylori stronger and could send it into a flare? Like, yes, always deal with it. Allison, this is this is Ada. Can you hear me? Okay. I have a I have a really quick question. Yeah. Um, so I need to, so my main problems are constipation. Acid reflux, yeah. which I discovered when I went to my ear, nose, and throat because I had a cough that oh, wouldn't yeah, go yeah. away. You had like and kind he of just said to me, them. "Have you considered that?" And I said, "Oh my god, I never even thought about it." So that and the headaches. So I've had headaches yeah. all my life. Okay. They're better now that now that I'm older and postmenopausal. But what tests should I order? What would be my top priority? Um. So GI map, HCMA. Okay. Um, have you done any food sensitivity testing? I have while in, in, um, Italy in spa, they did a blood, you know, drawing and, and I, I am allergic to certain things or sensitive to certain things. I would probably do a zoomer test just because okay. it's going to be more thorough. It's going to clear up some like question marks of like, should I eat that or not? I'd like clarity. Okay. I think it gives make takes out some like crazy feel we can feel. Okay. I would honestly lean towards a Dutch test with you, Ada. Um, mm -hmm. oh, because so the hormone test, because mm -hmm. anytime someone says I had all these symptoms and when I got menopausal, they got better. Mm -hmm. A lot of times there's still a lot of hormone cleanup that needs to happen. And okay. I would love to see, do you possibly, like, I have actually seen a lot of postmenopausal women who, when they have all these other symptoms in their life, they have really high estrogen because the estrogen can't detox out of their body. And it's crazy. It's just like hanging out. Mm -hmm. And so okay. I think that would be, I would like to see that. Now, if you're trying to have a lab, you're not going to do, maybe not the Dutch. Like if you're trying to minimize costs or something, but honestly, I would really like to see the Dutch. No, you. I would definitely want to do a Dutch. So Dutch, yeah. Zoomer, and then GI. Yeah. GMAP and HTMA. All the four main ones I recommend. Okay. Um, you said headaches, constipation, and... Acid reflux. Reflux. So today with the like test... Sorry. Do you have any problems with headaches or like for dizziness, not headaches, dizziness or vertigo, lightheadedness? I do. Okay. Oat test. Oat test. I'm sorry. What test? The organic acids test. It's the fifth oh, test. No. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. We'll do. I'll do them all. And the, the reason I say that is the, one of the most common, um, one of the most common things, unfortunately, that I've seen dizziness connect with is mold toxicity. And mm. a lot of times I, it's just like this very, like I've done this a lot. Um, but I have found that like when clients have all these like same symptoms as you, but you don't have dizziness, mold is very infrequently involved. 
But when you have all your symptoms that you just described and dizziness or like vertigo, lightheadedness is involved, mold is much more likely to be there. I see. Okay. Good to know. Good question. So I'm glad you guys are here. It's like, these are like bonus bi-weekly group coaching calls. I know. Everybody it's else incredible. is moving out. I have another question. Uh, so my main thing is um, in terms of my liver, every time I have a metabolic liver panel, I always have an you know elevated AST. Yeah. It's at 61 yeah. and ALT is now normal, 22, but it was at 73 a, a few Ooh. years ago. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Your, your liver's congested, like huge. Mm. Again, remember it's not a diagnosis. It is yeah. a description of the liver not op functioning optimally. And so yeah. high cholesterol, high liver enzymes, those are both big signs of liver congestion. And of course you yeah. have the symptoms that match it. Symptoms being con constipation, acid reflux. I'm curious, yeah. like, do you have, um, how's your sleep? Do you sleep okay? No. Not really. So I do wake yeah, up in like, the middle no. of the night. So what that actually prompted me to be serious. As soon as I heard you say that, yeah. the reason you wake up in the middle of the night is because your liver is trying to oh. to clear to cleanse yourself. So yeah, so I it kind of all falls it's like a puzzle. It yes. falls all together. Ada, it's yes. all it's all together. You're seeing the picture. And I hope this makes yes. you like ridiculously excited for the whole program yeah. because I touch on all of this in like in the actual solution. So Okay. That sounds good. I'm excited. Me too. Oh. Like this work changes people's lives, y'all. Tara, do you have another question? Um, can you talk about, I've done the MRT before and I did yeah. sign up for the Zoomer. Can you talk yeah. about like what the difference is? Like yeah. some of my results on the MRT, I felt like really tracked. Like I was in the yellow for coconut. And if I hit the coconut too hard, I get a rash around my mouth. So it tracks. <laughs> but some of them, I was like, that doesn't make any damn sense. Yeah. So the MRT is a food sensitivity test that's based on leaky gut. What it does is it tests your white blood cells and they take a food serum that's like, say, coconut, and they, and they introduce it to the blood that you gave to the lab. And then if your blood volume increases, what it means is that your white blood cells have like broken up and attacked the, co attacked the coconut, <laughs> right? And right... But the only way that that happens is that coconut ended up getting into your bloodstream in a format it shouldn't have, which is only via leaky gut. So leaky gut is your gut lining breaks down, things float past it and into it. And then um, like something happens and what, your white blood cells are like, what's this coconut doing here? And it attacks the coconut. And then your immune system says, next time that coconut comes down our gullet, we're gonna attack it faster. Right. So the MRT shows you food sensitivities you actually develop. And the interesting thing about these things is that if you get rid of the leaky gut, you undevelop that sensitivity. They're what I call temporary sensitivities. The zoomer gotcha. has a portion of the test that is for temporary food sensitivities, but the other half of it is permanent. It's protein peptides. So it takes like peptides. They're like broken down versions, say like corn or something. Corn's not all one molecule. It has like corn on the outside and the corn, the corn germ and the corn seed and mm -hmm. the corn skin, whatever. There's all this portion of corn and you might be sensitive to the germ, but not the skin, blah, blah, blah. That you might actually be sensitive to corn, but not through your leaky gut, not through like a white blood cell mediated response mm -hmm. you might be sensitive through protein peptide re response, which is permanent. Like your body just always is going to hate that. Gotcha. Now that's what makes the zoomer better. So half of the zoomer is going to be like an updated version of your MRT. Cause those, the MRT 
is even there even even the lab is explicit those results will change as you mm -hmm. are doing different things and that's because you're like shifting the variables in your gut and all these things are going on um so what's interesting when you say the other thing that you just brought up is like oh well i i clearly can tell i eat certain foods and something bad happens there are foods we can be sensitive to we don't get immediate direct symptoms with or we get symptoms that like um, I had a client who is super sensitive to wheat, but she's like, but I mm -hmm. eat wheat every day. And like, I don't feel worse when I eat it, but I'm like, but you eat it every day. You know, like that's one thing. And once she got off it three months and got rid of HH by Lori and dealt with her heavy metals and basically started healing her body. Then when she ate wheat, the one time it was her birthday and she had a beer, she felt like shit the next three days. She was, she was like, oh, I shouldn't eat wheat. Oh. That's why I felt like shit all the time because I ate it yeah. all the time. So that can be one thing or another thing can just be like, um, it's it's like it's it's like a buildup. It's like um, when you get buildup of calcium around your faucet, maybe when you turn on your faucet, your water looks clear and clean, but you have a high amount of calcium in it. And just by repeated use on and off, on and off, on and off, that calcium builds up. And it's the same thing. If you just keep repeating to eat that food, that's a problem. It's going to up your inflammation chunk by chunk, by chunk, by chunk, by chunk. And I see that wheat being another example of that. Um, but yeah, so definitely you don't need to have these sudden, immediate, obvious symptoms to be sensitive to something and it truly being a part of your problem. Interesting. Okay. That's helpful. I mean, I, I ordered the test cause I was like, I, I don't eat wheat on purpose, but, um, and I try to avoid corn, corn and I know quinoa and I do not get a, like the last time I had a little bit of quinoa, I felt like absolute garbage for several weeks. Like I looked pregnant the next morning <laughs> and I was like, that's out. I'm never trying that again. Yeah. It'll be interesting when you get your Zoomer test where, cause there's a quinoa test in it for, mm -hmm. I know for in the permanent side, I think maybe in the temporary side, it'll be interesting if it shows up. Cause the other yeah. thing is that sometimes a test is just not testing the markers that are going berserk and it might even come up negative, but you're like, if you feel bad on it, don't eat it. So that's like where food yeah. sensitivity testing is not perfect. Your immune mm -hmm. system is like, like in the U S we have different protective systems. We have like the FBI and the police and like the Marine Corps and the Navy, mm -hmm. right? But the FBI, if you ask them how many car accidents did you have in your city that day, they don't know. They'll be like, mm -hmm. none that we could know of. And so it'd be like asking, you know, a certain part of your immune system, do you hate corn? They'd be like, no, but another part might like hate it voraciously. So, or viciously. <laughs> so that's helpful. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm here. Let's break down the science, make things make sense. They all make sense. <laughs> and thankfully the blueprint is built in such a way you don't even have to technically understand all of it. If you just do it, it still works. So. Okay. Allison, I have a question. Yeah. So if we go through a detox and let's say I get a headache, can I take some medication for a headache? You could. I do train, give you um, a protocols in the Better Belly Blueprint to help with that. Because mm -hmm. so it sounds like you're familiar with the idea that you might do a protocol that can make you feel worse. The reason for that is because of detoxing or like yeah. die off mm -hmm. or detoxing and die off. Sometimes you some of the things you can do to help is like help yourself detox more. So if you're having a detox reaction, you could take an Epsom salt bath or do a castor oil pack. I help prime your body 
in my module three, where I teach you how to detox your body, when you prime your body to detox doing castor oil packs and liver nutrient supplements, which you'll, you'll, you'll learn what it is when you get mm-hmm. there, um, you're less likely to get uh, like a die off and detox response. But if you okay. still do, you can also take something called a binder, which is a type of supplement that helps neutralize toxins in the body. And I give you a couple okay. different options. One's called GI detox. Mm-hmm. So that's something you could do. Um, I have clients all the time, like, especially on the H. pylori protocol, they'll be doing it and they get a headache. And I say, take GI detox. They do. And the headache goes away and they're like, totally surprised. You know, they're Mm. expecting like ibuprofen needs, you know, they need that to get rid of the headache. Here's the thing though. If you know, if you know a couple things, say, you know, this headache's really strong. And anytime my headaches are this strong, they don't go away easily. Do whatever you need to do to make it work. Like I don't want you suffering needlessly. You're not going to ruin your protocols if you take ibuprofen or um, Excedrin for like a migraine. Um, However, for your own like educational purposes, you could try a the detox method. Absolutely, I'll do that. The GI detox first, but Mm -hmm. don't do it if you're just like I just can't be miserable today. I have a meeting. I it's my granddaughter's wedding. Like whatever it is. Yeah. Like if you just need to feel good and you need something you know is going to work, use pain medication. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I love it. Love it. Okay. All right, ladies. So when we order, it sounds like Madeline orders all the tests. Is that how it goes? Okay. When you submit your order, your lab. Order. Okay. Okay. All right. I think I'm I'm all set. Thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. everything. I appreciate yeah. it, and I'm looking forward to. It. Me too. We'll we'll be talking a lot more over the next few weeks as you are able to join calls or make comments in the group, Facebook group. So absolutely. We'll do any other questions for you, Tara. Can I ask you one more question about the, um, the push catch liver kit? Yeah. Okay. So I have it. Yes. Been afraid to use it. I'm already doing the coffee enemas. I don't know why I'm afraid of it. I'm doing the hard part for God's sakes. That is but the hard part. It is the hard part. <laughs> doing the hard part, but I'm I'm going to be on vacation next week. So I'm not doing coffee enemas while I'm on vacation. And from what I'm reading, like I, like they kind of need to go hand in hand with that or no. Push catch like, and the coffee enema. Yeah. Yeah. I, do, I the push, first off the push catch, it's expensive, right? I only yeah. do the push catch and the coffee enema at the same time to get the biggest bang for the buck. If that's once a week for you do that. And then the okay. push catch, it has like, I think 30 servings in it. So like it would last you 30 weeks. If you can do it a couple more times a week or like say one week, you're like, I have the day off or I have an evening that's free. You can do the push catch and the coffee enema and do it twice that week or something like more will technically move you faster. But once a week is what I find a rhythm that does move people forward. And it usually isn't too ridiculous to try and incorporate into your life. But yeah, if you're on vacation, don't do any of it. Like, Okay. And that's not like to just take a week off is not a big deal. So it would be okay to actually yeah. like, I don't know why I'm so afraid of it. It's so silly. I'm doing the hard part. You're so sweet. I mean, yeah, there are things that you, we don't take breaks on. You're never going to take a break on going gluten-free. If you're truly sensitive to gluten, we don't take breaks on gluten, but there's other things that we can take breaks on. Like we are not robots. We are flexible. We like, you know, and even robots say your car doesn't need gas every day. It just needs gas when it's empty. So you can share in the Facebook group, Tara, when you um when you do your first push catch and liver or like the first push catch and the uh, coffee enema, 
together. I'll, mm-hmm. This is actually some of people's favorite pastimes is talking about how much they're freaked out by some of the protocols um, or like mm-hmm. how bad their die off is or something. Like people come to be like, my HPA yeah. is horrible. And everybody then like connects with each other. It's like, yeah, mine was horrible yeah. too. Or, um, or like same with the push catch and, and coffee enema, like people will be like, yeah, I had such a hard time. So it's usually super fun. Um, so it can be fun to just at least share that you did it when you do it. Hey friend, I hope you loved this episode. If you've been a fan for a while or newly loving this podcast, can you do me a favor? Drop into Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. When you leave a review, you do so much. You help me know you're listening. You can tell me what you're loving so I know what to make more of. And you help others by boosting this podcast so other people like you can find the podcast too. I mean, it's a win, 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 right? So if you want a way to pay it forward, just go to Apple Podcasts or click the link in my show notes and leave a rating and review. And if you want some more free stuff, just head over to my free Facebook group, betterbellytherapies.com slash Facebook, and you can get access to all of my free support for you, including some Facebook group exclusive stuff like my podcast episode vault, where you can search the Better Belly podcast by topic and find exactly what you need to expedite your healing. I cannot wait to see you in there. Catch you guys next week.